Prepare yourself for the future of nursing with an advanced degree from Gonzaga University. Gain the skills to take on a leadership role or become a nurse practitioner through our online MSN and DNP programs. Gonzaga graduates are known as practice-ready, influential thinkers who are rigorously trained to provide the highest quality patient care. Visit gonzaga.edu slash graduate nursing to learn how Gonzaga can help you achieve your goals. That's gonzaga.edu slash graduate nursing. Hi, this is Jay Billis of ESPN, and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. The ML Sports Platter back with you all over the major platforms. Go ahead and download, subscribe, leave feedback, and a five-star review. For example, if you have an Apple phone, find that purple podcast button, tap it, hit search, type in ML Sports Platter, hit subscribe, and you will get... New and archived episodes, of course, delivered to your smartphone device. We are brought to you by Rosie's Corner, Sit Means Sit Syracuse, and our great, great friends over at the Vince Aguera Consulting Group. Log on to vcgtransforms.com today. Become a better leader, both personally and professionally, and check out what uh, Scott's team has for you in terms of leadership classes and much more. The Vince Guerra Consulting Group, a proud ML Sports Platter sponsor. Should also mention a little tip of the cap thank you as well to Camillo's Golf Club and Prestwick Golf. Get your clubs regripped today at Prestwick Golf if you're in and around central New York right there on Court Street. Let's bring him in. NFL training camps basically here. He has been covering the league for a very long time. NFL fantasy football writer for the Sporting News and a guy also who has appeared on Jeopardy as a winner and a loser. I want to get into that a little bit with him and a Northwestern uh, University alum in his own right, one of the best journalists in the business, Vinny Iyer of the Sporting News, at Vinny Iyer on Twitter. That's at Vinny, I-Y-E-R. Vin, how are you, bud? It's been a while. Doing well, Mike. Uh, Thanks for having me again. No doubt. Training camps, obviously, knocking on the door. Football is basically here. I know you're chomping at the bit. I'm chomping at the bit. What's your number one training camp storyline in the NFL? Well, we know where this... uh league's bread is buttered that's quarterbacks and quarterbacks are always changing and now we're excited about a lot of the new guys coming into the league of trevor lawrence at the jaguars you know he's going to start from day one zach wilson and the jets that's the situation we're going to watch immediately to start the season so two guys there then you have some fluid situations justin fields and chicago when will trey lance and san francisco start when will mac jones and new england start so all kinds of things to watch there with quarterbacks. They are the straws that stir the drink in the NFL most of the time. And uh, we also have a little thing called the Aaron Rodgers drama that's going to play out and maybe end here as we see him on the field. No doubt about that. Um, speaking of the Green Bay Packers, do you think Rodgers has been given a fair shake through the years in terms of the roster and its in support? Because I think he's had one of the best offensive lines in football for years. He's got a great left tackle. Uh, he's got arguably the number one wide receiver. He's had players from Driver to Jennings to everybody in between, running backs. They just committed Aaron Jones. Uh, A.J. Dillon should be a stud. The defense is good enough. I think the coaching was poor, obviously, in the NFC title game. But I think he's had enough around him. Do you? Well, yeah, they're doing things that are going to help him win games, and uh, that, that includes uh, hiring uh, Matt LaFleur and bringing that system. And it's really helped Aaron Rodgers, obviously, got him to the point to MVP level again, but I think it just comes down to his hurt feelings about this Jordan Love situation, and I think if you start looking at it, I mean, you didn't see the Patriots really 
draft a threat to Tom Brady unless they kind of mention it to him. You haven't seen the Steelers kind of look at a real threat to Ben Roethlisberger or Drew Brees. And why I bring up these guys, these are those special guys throughout the league. Uh, you can throw at Russell Wilson where they're not bringing in guys who could potentially take away the job. And if they were, they were going to have a conversation and talk to this player, trust him as part of the brain trust here that kind of belongs in the same breath as the coach and general manager for the reason for this organization's success. So I think he's just reminding them a little bit of this. There's obviously a way to get out of the contract from both sides. They're in 2022, 2021. It's kind of a lot physical fiscally responsible for the Packers to do that. I also don't believe they think that Jordan Love is ready yet, but maybe next year. So I think that's a hard thing to get over when you're playing at a high level. And we know that Aaron Rodgers came in with a chip on his shoulder league from the draft. And I think that's kind of carried over here that he's going to take things personally. He's an emotional guy. He's also calculated and a really smart guy. And I think he kind of used this offseason to look, this is what you get all around for me if you have me here that would be nice if you come in and say we're going to try to move jordan love instead Vinny Iyer, our guest ml sports platter brought to you by stanley law offices and cny electrical the nfl fantasy football writer sporting news sportingnews.com and on twitter at Vinny Iyer. that's at Vinny i-y-e-r uh the division you're looking forward to watching the most this year is well, I'll surprise you. It's a division that we haven't watched for a while, but it's the NFC East. I just think there's some storylines there that are really intriguing to me. This is a make your year, break year for Daniel Jones. What can he do? They invested some money. They got offensive line. They got Kenny Galladay. They got Saquon Barkley back. Kyle Rudolph helps them at tight end. So there's so much things there in the works there for the Giants that they should be improved. I mean, Jones has to turn the corner this year. And we've already seen Dwayne Haskins play by the league from the same draft class, and you have Kyler Murray ascending. So where does Daniel Jones fit on that spectrum? We need to find out. There's a lot of buzz about Jalen Hurts, what he's going to do with the Eagles, with the new coach there, Nick Sirianni. What does Ryan Fitzpatrick do? What does he have left in the tank for the Washington football team? They've got a loaded offense that we kind of are intrigued to watch Fitzpatrick operate with, and then Dak Prescott returning there. So I think there's a lot of intrigue about the NFC East. They've been bad overall for a while, but I think you're going to see much improved play it's going to go back to being one of the more competitive divisions in football in the right way, where you're going to have a lot of teams, maybe in that 9-10 win category here, battling for the division. Give me the ceiling and give me the floor for the Buffalo Bills this year. Well, the ceiling, we know what that is. Uh, winning the Super Bowl. I mean, that's how good they can be. We know that. I mean, Josh Allen is right up there in the short list of quarterbacks you trust in this league. And you, sit, you start with Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady. Josh Allen might be fourth on that list at this point with what he's done in a short period of time, only getting better and more complete as a quarterback. So you've got the number one asset. You've got the offense that can score with anybody. That's a little bit more about the defense. Can they complement, make some plays when it counts, shut down Mahomes or Baker Mayfield or someone like that in a key spot at the playoffs? So, yeah, that clearly is is the ceiling. I think the floor is pretty easy as well that they should win the – NFC East rather, or AFC East rather easily. Uh, they will probably dominate the NFC East if they play there, but they will definitely uh, handle the AFC East. If you look at transition, Dolphins, I think, are going to have a little regression as Tua kind of restarts with a new offense here. You have uh, Zach Wilson and the Jets, a lot of changes with them defensively and offensively. And the Patriots, who knows what you're going to get from Cam Newton and or Mac Jones. So 
Bill should easily win this division. You're looking at, uh, I think, 12-5 and five is a fair estimation for them to finish there. And then in terms of uh, ceiling, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they can go 15-2 and two also and be the favorite to win the AFC and uh, win the Super Bowl. New quarterbacks in new places. Wentz uh, is in Indy. We've got Matt Stafford in L.A. with the Rams. Jared Goff, a part of that trade as well. QB for QB going to Detroit. Um, which quarterback, and I know there are a few others, uh, you mentioned Fitzpatrick, but you know bigger names. What quarterback do you think has the most pressure in a new place this year? I think it's definitely Carson Wentz going in, and Matthew Stafford to some degree, but I think people don't look at the Rams as being the same pressure situation there as other teams of this league. But I, I'll make a prediction here. I think Carson Wentz is kind of being undervalued in his transition, and clearly Matthew Stafford is being overinflated here in terms of his value to the Rams. I mean, this is someone who hasn't still won a playoff game, and Carson Wentz was near MVP level at one point and was responsible for an offense getting on track towards the Super Bowl. So. I, I think there's some big disparities here. Carson Wentz, I think, is more physically gifted at this point. I think Stafford still has a big arm, but when you look at the complete package with the athleticism and other things Carson Wentz can do, I, I think he's just a better quarterback option. And I, I think with Frank Reich there, that reunion with the Colts, I think you're going to see some really nice results. This is a team that's already pretty good in the key areas that can help a quarterback at the running game of defense where – the Rams, I think, are going to feel the hurt of Brandon Staley leaving because I think he was that important to bring in their defensive scheme together. They've had some free agent defections there on that side of the ball, especially in their secondary. And then you think about offensively, where are they going to go in key spots here? I mean, you have Robert Woods and Cooper Cup, but you're resetting to a new quarterback. you got to get Cam Akers and the running game going. Their offensive line is a little longer than two. So I'd say if I'm going to trust one of these quarterbacks to have a big turnaround with their second team after a trade, I think it's Carson Wentz and not Matthew Stafford. A couple more for Vinny Iyer, the Sporting News NFL Insider at Vinny Iyer on Twitter, sportingnews.com for all the content. Of course, the ML Sports Platter brought to you by Ken's Auto Detailing and Barks and Rec Doggy Daycare. Um, when you size up, uh, the coronavirus uh, from 2020 to 2021, now we're going to have fans back pretty much at all the stadiums, home and away. Um, is there a team that you think will be hindered by that the most with you know going on the road and handling it? And what team do you think will benefit the most from, from the fans and, and having that road atmosphere back? Well, I think uh, one team that I think is just waiting because they haven't had really a home atmosphere at all is the Las Vegas Raiders. I mean, they've played a season in their new home where they get a chance to have that experience. These fans there have been waiting for it. So I think the Raiders might be really helped by having that something that they haven't even experienced in their home at this point. So that's the team I think that's going to be helped. I think you're going to look at the teams with the young quarterbacks. Does that intimidate them? Does uh, Joe, uh, Joe, Burrow or Justin Herbert or Tutai Bowler, one of these rookies, does that intimidate them a little bit more there? So I think it's going to be a little harder for teams to break through that uh, we've seen the big turnarounds in this league before. So if you're like the Jets or Chargers or some team like that that hopes for a big turnaround all of a sudden or Cincinnati that has hopes on that, you're going to have to adjust to that. That's going to be something new and kind of reset it for the rookies in that sense in year two. 
Hey, I know you're a Northwestern alum. What do they look like this year in football? Well, it's back to uh, figuring out the transfer uh, quarterback du jour here. We'll see uh, what they get from Zelensky uh, there from uh, South Carolina. He's the transfer of the moment. Uh, we know Peyton Ramsey really worked out well for them and what he was able to do in a short period of time. I think this is the best direction to go in. But defensively, they lose people, but they also bring top recruits there. So defense is still going to be the hard soul for uh, Pat Fitzgerald and what they do. So, again, this program, I hope it's more at its uh, floor than its ceiling, but we'll see. Uh, they've done pretty well so far in the last few years, uh, being relevant in the Big Ten West here. So I, I think it's going to be another strong season. But again, quarterback is always going to be a wild card for them until you get another Clayson Clayton Thorson type is there for multiple seasons. All right, final thing for you. I know years back you participated uh, in in Jeopardy, uh, and you won, and obviously you lose eventually in that game. Um, can you can you give my listeners an idea of your experience? You know when it was, and and certainly what you learned from one Alex Trebek, just a legend. Um, you know, in the game show and TV business uh, through the years here. Well, definitely it was. An interesting experience because it happened while I was in college where I didn't know as much. Oh, it was but, in college. Uh, okay. Yeah, so, wow. yeah, it was in college, but I played on the regular games. So that was sure. also intimidating a little bit, knowing that you're playing some older people that may have better knowledge base. But you go in confident, maybe some stupid as well in terms of like, oh, I'm just going to go and be relaxed. And yeah. I know what I know. I'm going to see what happens here. And that's kind of what happened. You have to kind of stay relaxed and calm. And, and the biggest influence on keeping me in check was Alex Trebek because you just see him up there. He's calm. He knows what he's doing. He's done this for years. You know what you know. He knows what he knows. Let's play this game and, and, and go at it. So I think with him, he's just a very inspirational guy with how he kind of interacted with me. We didn't have too many big moments there, but he does make time for every contestant. He did give me a good piece of advice along the way, just wow. saying good luck in everything you do in life. And uh, when someone like that tells you that, I mean, you're going to follow that throughout your life. So I was fortunate there to get that advice uh, and kind of just uh, encouragement as a younger person. And it kind of has carried me through to what I do now. So I was very fortunate to have that interaction with him. And uh, anyone else who had that opportunity would say the same thing. And I mean, they've tried to uh, replace him and all these guys and gals that have uh, tried to replace him as celebrity host and having a chance to do that for charity this year have had their moments, but no one can quite replace this legend. So uh, I was just fortunate to meet him and fortunate to have some success on the game. And now I'm a bigger fan than ever with everything that's been going on. And he's just left such a great legacy. That's it's such an awesome experience. If you read his book, by the way, it's, it's so good. Yeah, definitely reading, reading about all yeah. the nuggets there uh, going back to his uh, days in Canada is humbling as well that yeah. you can get to any spot here in your life. You just have to work hard and uh, just make sure you get noticed. And, and as a lot of people say, it's not luck. It's all about hard work that uh, brings about the good luck. And I think he preached that. And I think everyone who's kind of uh, been around him uh, felt that vibe and wanted to follow that. NFL fantasy football writer and insider for the Sporting News on Twitter at Vinny Iyer. Thank you, Vinny. Appreciate it, buddy. Yep, thanks, Mike. Have a good one.
The ML Sports Platter is brought to you by Rosie's Corner. If you're in and around Central New York, grab the pizza, wings, pasta, hot and cold subs, and more. They've got stuffed shells and burgers, and of course, your classic chicken salads and Pepsi products in the cooler as well. Available on Grubhub. Go ahead and follow them on Instagram and like them on Facebook, Rosie's Corner, in front of the Burton Bridge, doing Fish Friday every week as well with your mac and cheese, french fries, and coleslaw options. Rosie's Corner is a proud ML Sports Platter sponsor. Tip of the cap thanks as well to Ken's Auto Detailing, our good friends over at the Vince Aguera Consulting Group, and Liverpool Physical Therapy. Go ahead and visit them online at liverpoolphysicaltherapy.com. That's liverpoolphysicaltherapy.com. Experience the difference at Liverpool Physical Therapy with your post-op. Pete and Mike in the game doing a great job, and don't forget, no doctor prescription is necessary for the first 10 physical therapy visits in New York State. We go from Vinny Iyer of the Sporting News to another terrific writer. He covers Syracuse sports for The Athletic. He's on Twitter at MatthewGUT, the number 21, Matthew Gutierrez. And don't forget to get your athletic subscriptions now as well at TheAthletic.com. Matthew, how are you, bud? Welcome aboard. Thanks, Mike. Always a blast to be on with you. Let's get... You know, kind of an update here. I know in late May you were tweeting a good deal of content out in terms of, uh, you know, Benny Williams and skill set, what the video is, uh, the fit for Syracuse. What do you see when you watch Benny Williams? Yeah, actually, haven't haven't seen him uh, much this summer. He's right currently right now at the Mellow Center, uh, working out with um, his future teammates slash his, his new teammates right now. But yeah, based on certainly based on his year at IMG Academy, where he just uh, spent the season, the COVID season, he worked out at a state of the art facilities uh, for both, weight, both weightlifting. He put on about 10, 15 pounds and, and skill set. Uh, but the, the major things that, that stand out with him is uh, good size, good length, and a pretty versatile skill set. He's not amazing at any one thing, but he's pretty solid at a number of things. He's about 6'8", 6'9". He can shoot a little bit from the perimeter. He loves the mid-range. That's where he lives, uh, despite that area kind of being on the, on the decline, but he really likes it there and he can get to the basket a little bit too. It'll be a test against stronger competition in the ACC, uh, obviously, but I think he's got some tools to make himself an immediate uh, contributor and possibly, and what I think, an immediate starter right away as a freshman. He's got some upside. I, I know that a lot of people immediately point towards the hype of him and obviously Buddy Beheim, you know, doing what he did in the NCAA tournament, Joe Girard, the backcourt. I know that those are the main things that you dart towards with this roster. But I got to tell you, in a wild year with the transfer portal just blowing up, I think Cole Swider could be the key for this team, Matthew. I really do. Yeah, I mean, it's possible. You know, he's the knock on him is, is going to be defense. So True. I'm interested in yep. how he fits in the zone, as well as Jimmy Beheim, uh, two guys who are a little bit limited athletically for the ACC level. Uh, but, you know, maybe they can make up with that with, with IQ and being in the right spots and having length. They're both about 6'8", six, 6'9". Six, so he has that, but... Cole certainly can shoot the ball. I think he, you know, if Joe or Buddy can can give him a little handoff action and get him some shots on the wings, 
you know, he shot 40% from three for Villanova, top 25 team last season. Uh, so he's no question he can shoot the ball. Um, I think he is, yeah, definitely a key piece to this team. As we know, it's going to be a seven or eight man rotation. So, you know, he's going to play uh, some pretty big minutes, probably behind Jimmy, but I wouldn't be totally surprised if they kind of s- split those minutes at the four position. Uh, but yeah, he, he was a good acquisition for, for Cuse. I think, you know, he was down to Villanova and Syracuse out of high school anyway, almost chose uh, Syracuse, but did go did go to Nova. I think he wanted a little more playing time. He played 20 minutes a game uh, for Jay Wright, and, you know, he probably wants to play 25-30, which no guarantee, but it's possible if he can knock down shots and provide just a little length uh, defensively for for the zone, which you know looks to improve off of last year, especially the last few games, they definitely turned a corner defensively. How is it possible, by the way, that Buddy Beheim and Joe Girard, you know, the, like senior junior already? How is that possible, man? Time flies. I, I was I was thinking about that. Oh my know, gosh! Ago, yeah. I mean, it feels like they, you know, Joe was just uh, a senior at Glens Falls, sure. breaking high school records. And, you know, Buddy was just uh, a freshman, and you know, remember he had those struggles early in his career, yeah. and then he kind of flipped the switch a little bit late in that first year. Had a pretty good second year behind Hughes, and then of course last year, despite you know him contracting COVID nineteen, a little bit of a slump in the middle of the year. He had obviously an explosion late in the season, and, and could be an All ACC uh, caliber, you know, All ACC Player of the Year candidate if he uh, continues his improvement in his rise but yeah i mean to say that they're both you know this is going to be their third year together is uh is pretty wild and probably their last but he probably goes uh, goes pro after this season uh but to your point i mean things have have gone by quick i mean Jalen carey was was a point guard but just, like, what two years ago now already uh so that, you know despite the pandemic it seems like you know time still continues to uh to move at, at a quite a pace have you figured out yet if you know, Buddy Beheim goes off in a game. Jimmy Beheim goes off in a, a game. Have you figured out how many times the last name Beheim appears in an article? In that, you know, I mean, have you thought <laughs> yeah, about that over a couple hundred, maybe? I mean, my goodness. I mean that, and, and a broadcast, you know, especially on, you know, thinking about the ESPN guys, yeah. right? Like Beheim <laughs> passed to Beheim, and the coach Beheim calls the time out. Yeah. There's just going to be a lot of Beheim, uh, so get ready, you know, on the broadcast and, and reading it, and uh, hopefully there's there's not too many. Uh, too much confusion because they all look uh, rather, you know, different, right? They they all have their own look, so it shouldn't be. It's not like they're the same exact uh, people. They're not exactly twins, so should be okay on that front. Buddy, they might have to just go Buddy Jim and Jimmy, and people just have to figure it out yeah. from there. Uh, what's next for Jesse Edwards? Yeah, so he uh, wrote about him a little bit in, in late June. You know, seven footer now. He's tacked on some weight. Came in at one ninety. He's about two thirty now. Per his father, which is really encouraging, still could use a little bit more weight, but he has put on 40 pounds from a very thin build uh, two years ago coming in uh, from the Netherlands and then IMG Academy. Uh, look, he's got some upside. I mean, you know, we'll see what the center position holds. It's always um, intriguing and usually some question marks there the last few years. Um, you know, Barama City Bay is back for his fifth year. He's had the knee injuries, so, you know, I. I Coach Beheim and his staff say he's going to be good to go, uh, but just given his injury history since high school and in college, you know, I would just caution and 
expecting him to be a full go. It just wouldn't even be fair to him to expect that given his injury history. So I think, Jesse, there's a path there to at minimum be a backup playing 20 minutes a game. Uh, and, and as a possible plus case for him, he could be a starter uh, if Brahma can't go. And I think Syracuse believes in him. And, you know, like you mentioned the transfer portal stuff earlier, that Syracuse didn't go out and get a transfer center shows you how much confidence they have in, in Edwards and if he can develop. He's smooth. You know, in the NCAA tournament, you saw it, Mike, last year mm-hmm. or a few months ago. They called it the Edwards effect. You know, it's a seven-footer. Not only does he block shots and rebound, but guys just don't even want to attack the paint or they think twice about dribbling into the paint when he's there just because of the, the notion of him being there, not even actually him blocking the shot. So that speaks volumes to his length, and I think – that more than anything is what could really help this team. How will name, image, and likeness impact Syracuse basketball? Yeah, so uh, we've, we've seen a few examples already. I'm sure you've seen them on, on social. Um, guys like more recognizable names are going to benefit from this. So obviously Buddy has signed a seemingly several uh, deals already, whether it's you know, sponsored posts or wearing clothes with certain branding. Um, you know, he's going to be donating some of these, some of this money, which is great. And another, you know, positive of NIL, these guys, not only, you know, if they want to go use it for bar money or, 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 you know, go buy a car, great, but they can also donate it and, and put it back in the community. Uh, so it's another positive to this, but uh, I think at the end of the day, it's going to impact all sports. I think um, you're going to see the men's basketball team, you know, predominantly reap the benefits here, but some football players have signed some deals. Um, and then, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if there's, you know, the best soccer player on the team, the best field hockey player, the best women's basketball player, they all get on, on the action as well. And even if it's just a couple, you know, a couple grand here and there, uh, it'll help them, you know, pay bills, you know, go on a trip, support their families, whatever they want to do with it. Uh, so I think they'll just get ready to see more autograph sessions, Maybe a destiny. Maybe you'll see a, one of the, one of the players on the team run a camp, speak to you know a company or a group for a few hundred bucks. Little things like that. Obviously, cameo. You've seen the videos, so uh, it, you know I don't think it'll be like these huge uh, items or, or things to point to necessarily, but little things in the community is what is what we're going to see. And you know, it, as as it evolves, I think we're still learning too, right? What, what are the athletes going to do? How much are they going to make? I think we'll learn all that in the next few months. All right, final thing for you here, uh, Matthew Gutierrez, the Syracuse basketball beat man and insider for The Athletic, and make sure you follow him on Twitter at Matthew, G-U-T, the number 21, and get your uh, athletic subscriptions today as well at theathletic.com. Um, I'm wondering, is, is this team, I mean, ceiling floor, I guess it's kind of a two-parter, the ceiling of this team, the floor of this team on on one side, and I, I think everything in between, for as high or as low as I feel about this club going in, I still see this team as around a bubble team again, and and then getting in and making noise again because that's not only has history told us that, and that well, that's Syracuse, you know, in a nutshell, the last several years, but. I just don't think this team's going to be able to go in and win major games in hostile environments consistently. I don't think that they can stay consistent. But yet, by the same token, I think that they could be good enough to, you know, win their couple games at home in the friendly confines of the Dome and and maybe surprise people out of conference, win a couple. 
Uh, and then right there, Selection Sunday, we're right where we've always been. Yeah, I'm with you there. Uh, it's kind of where I've been since really the end of last season. I thought unless they added a an absolute stud through the transfer portal, uh, especially in, in the paint, they were probably going to be right around the bubble area. Um, and like you pointed to a bunch of reasons, it's again, it's where they've been really since 2015, save for maybe that 2018-19 year, they, they kind of worked themselves off the bubble. Uh, they've pretty much been there. And, you know, to their credit, they've made a final a final four on the bubble. They made two sweet 16s, including one in March, from being on the bubble. So, you know, whatever, when they get in the tournament, if they do, it's, the ball's in their court, right? They can go make a sweet 16 or elite eight. I wouldn't even be shocked at all anymore. I don't think anyone would uh, at this point of what they do in March. The question is just getting in there. So almost, their whole season is almost like just getting to the tournament because when they get in there more times than not, they do damage and go to the second weekend. So, you know, looking at this roster right now, they're going to shoot the ball really well. I think, you know, the a couple areas of, of concern is just going to be the athleticism and the physicality and the pain again, rebounding, just have some questions. Center, center position is still uh, a murky area. They don't really have a lot proven there yet. Uh, I don't know uh, as well defensively where they'll be. Maybe they'll improve from last year and, and prove, um, prove me wrong there. I just have some questions on the defense as well. So, yeah, for all those reasons, I think they win some games. I think they win games they need to at times. But I think we're going to see more of what we've seen the last few years where they're right around the bubble, middle of the ACC, and maybe just do enough uh, to get to the big dance. Syracuse men's basketball beat Man and Insider, The Athletic, and of course, TheAthletic.com, at MatthewGUT21 on Twitter, covering the college basketball landscape as well. Appreciate you, bud. Be well. Thank you so much. Really admire your podcast, Mike, and all your work. Thank you. The ML Sports Platter is brought to you by your good friends at Barks and Rec Doggy Daycare, Route 11 in Cicero. If you're in and around Central New York, any breed, any dog, any behavior. And, of course, if you're heading out for a couple of days, your pup can stay with the friendly staff at Barks and Rec. Go find them on Facebook. Man, that place is incredible. My dog, Cooper, loves it and meets friends all the time. They've got a big playground. They've got uh, you know pools for the dogs to play in. It's terrific there. Barks and Rec Doggy Daycare, the official Doggy daycare of the ML Sports Platter. Tip of the cap, thank you as well to Heather Saxon from Hunt Real Estate, Brian Conboy of Mass Mutual New York State, and Bryant and Stratton College, the official college of the ML Sports Platter. Great time to be a Bobcat. Drove by their Liverpool location on 57 the other day, and of course, James Street. That's, of course, if you want to go be a Bobcat in central New York. Go ahead and visit bryantstratton.edu today. Two and four year degrees are starting soon. As I always tell you, enjoy the games.
cloud is powering tomorrow's transformative missions. Federal agencies are partnering with SAIC to help them meet these critical moments, where bold moves require confident blueprints, where you can accelerate transformation through consistency, where you can innovate forward and never look back. SAIC quickly and securely migrates large-scale workloads to the cloud with the confidence you need to assure your mission. Learn more at saic.com slash cloud. Introducing VentureX, Capital One's new travel card for people always asking, where next? You earn 10X miles on hotels and rental cars and 5X miles on flights booked through Capital One Travel and 2X miles on everything else you buy with VentureX. Plus, receive premium travel benefits like access to over 1,300 airport lounges. The Venture X card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.